Come up on the pod. I don't have one. I don't have two. I have three people. I have Elizabeth. Hello. I have Joanne. Hey. I have Mikey. Hello. And we're going to talk a fuckload about filmy stuff. We're going to talk about Cuphead. We're going to talk about Mortal Kombat. We're going to talk about Midsummer, as apparently that's how you pronounce it. <laughs> Backscratcher. Backscratcher. <laughs> we talk about the odd 80s movies, about musicals. There's a bunch of stuff. Anyway, here it is. In a cloud where there are already too many film podcasts, you have to ask yourself, what's the harm in one more? Two ordinary men armed with unqualified opinions. Talk filmy to me. Hello, welcome to the Talk Filmy to Me podcast, a film podcast about news, entertainment, general pop culture. We are back in our home away from home. Isn't this a nice place? This place looks incredible. It's fancy. It's very fancy. In the Soho Radio House Productions, they have moved from one place to another and we have got a bit classier and I've got some really classy people with me. I'm going to go around the room starting to left. You may remember her from a pod a few weeks ago. You joined us on Skype. We had a great time and I thought... We did. Come, come, come to the studio. (laughs) So Elizabeth Bloggy Balboa, how are you doing? I'm good. How are you? I'm I'm great. I'm in this lovely place. We've got gin and tonic. The the I've got six beers. You got six beers. Off. Yeah, we got a little. We should have a little <laughs> counter, <laughs> like a twenty four s. Ding. There's going to be a lot of belching. Ding. A lot of belching. <laughs> anyway, moving moving away from belching. Yeah. Uh, Joanne Rowley, absolutely amazing person. You've worked at publications like. The Daily Mirror, not Daily Mirror. Is it Daily it Mirror? Is the Daily Mirror. I, was, I saw the winds. I was afraid. I was afraid. I was going to say. I say, don't say Daily don't Mail. Say don't, say Daily Mail. Yeah. don't say Daily Mail. Don't say Daily Mail. You said it anyway. Oh. <laughs> oh, I'm sorry. That and of course, Radio Times. How are you? I'm good. I'm good. I realise you say classy while we're all drinking canned beverages, but I feel, you know, there's no hate here. Hey, so I think it's these good. have been refrigerated. I know. I, I'm used to a tepid train journey gin and tonic. This is quite a step up for me. <laughs> uh, who is it? The politician who got in trouble for drinking? Uh, Diane Abbott. Yeah, for the Marks and Spencer mm. thing. Well, there we go. In in her honour, we're on the on the Marks and Spencer range as well. Marks and Spencer, if you're listening, sponsor us, you bummer fuckers. Uh, <laughs> anyway, and the final guy, my my guy, the guy who I done the Batman podcast with last year, host of a pod of two halves, as well as rest hold wrestling, among other things. Michael Cardin Edwards, how you doing, bruv? What's going on, man? I'm good. How are you? Great. What have you been watching? Like, what have you watched? What have you been watching recently? The Office from the US Office. <laughs> Again, was that before it got moved from Netflix? I've been watching it on Amazon Prime. I didn't. I looked for it the other day on Netflix, or about a month ago, and I couldn't find it. So I went on to Amazon Prime, and it's all there. Yeah, so they've lost really quite a lot. I'm not allowed to watch it though when my housemate's in because he loves the UK Office so much that he finds US Office complete sacrilege, and he literally will not walk into the room if I'm watching it. So I have to watch it in my own kind of spare time, just before bed or something. Wow. My wife's the same, but she's with like. This mainly because she watches a lot of Home and Away and EastEnders when I'm not around because I hate it. So she kind of waits until I'm not around and watches it. Not that she she is, she's allowed to watch stuff for her own free will. But anyway, um, that aside, <laughs> so the reason why she doesn't like watching it is because I spend the entire time doing hilarious impressions. I, it, it's borderline offensive, so I apologise to Australian listeners. But she just grimaces at me every time I start smiling when it comes on TV. <laughs> so maybe maybe you know, the dy- dynamics you have with your housemate might be similar to he, me. And he my allows wife. me to watch The Simpsons though, and I watch okay. The Simpsons every day, so we're happy happy with that that is kind of the routine can so. we all just point out that you said you do hilarious impressions then moved on yeah yeah, yeah I, 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 <laughs> wait a second uh, another G, a few more gnts before i get down that uh, <laughs> i'll remember that but, but what, what, what are we watching what else are we watching at the moment um gosh well i just finished watching jessica jones season three which you know well can you stay in like here's the thing i fucking love the netflix mcu world like ladies and gentlemen my name's adam finn i fucking love the mcu but <laughs> the fact is like we know because they're canning it, because it's all going to the Disney Plus streaming service. Like this was doomed before it even got out the got out the back, right? Yeah. So, is it worth coming back to? Even though knowing they're ending it, there's not a world where they come back, and who cares? No, I think <laughs> if you if you like Jessica Jones and you like it for season one, which is what got me into it, because I I'm not a big MCU geek. I've not read the the comics or anything, but yeah, it sucked. It was all over the place. And <laughs> I mean. I know you just said you like it, but the whole Netflix series universe is pretty shit. Okay, all right, okay, okay. I'm not going to die on that hill, by the way. I was going to say don't, because Iron Fist is already dead on it, so... Oh, okay, fair enough, fair enough. I really, really, uh, I really enjoyed Daredevil. But um, anyway, so there we go, it's not really worth... What about yourself, Joanne? Midsummer, and I'm still not sleeping, No, same, I'm... It's literally... You know, films stay with you and, like, freak you the fuck out? Like, that is... Like, I saw it on... I think last week sometime and i still mainly because the summer has been so like popcorn hey spider-man yeah we got cool stuff toy story and then it's just midsummer 
and we'll talk about it later on in the view but yeah it's absolutely like completely fucked me up i think the order i've watched things has probably affected this too because i'm a massive disney fan so you said about <laughs> aa kind of meeting style i suffer from odd which is obsessive disney disorder um i am wearing a mickey mouse top just that is a pretty dope shirt to be fair can i interrupt and ask you what your favorite disney film is beauty and the beast 1991, oh, not one. the new remake, because I'm a Watson Murders Bell song. That's a good one. Don't get me started on that. That's a hit I will die on. So, <laughs> <laughs> moving on. It's a shame because I liked her as a minor. Oh, fair we fell out. Well, but, so, so, Annabelle Comes Home. I watched that. That yeah. was hilarious. Um, <laughs> Conjuring are hilarious movies, uh, also known as horror comedy. And uh, Midsummer was like the co- counteract to this yeah. because it was just. I've never heard people make sounds in the cinema like they were making for some parts of it like very guttural noises nothing can touch Florence um, Pugh's guttural screams apart from Meryl Streep in Big Little Lies very true in fact we all want to see that scene right the scene that uh, so there was a thing on social media they're showing scenes from actors that are in the show Reese Weatherspoon tweeted a photo of her was it throwing like a cake or something Mm -hmm. at Meryl Streep and they've cut it from the episode and it's like you know how like there's there's Snyder Cut people out there who are like release the Snyder Cut there's like a cult following (laughs) of people of Meryl Streep fans and I've got to be honest I've had a choice of the Snyder Cut or Meryl Streep in fact whatever cut of any film I'm still going to pick this Meryl Streep getting a beverage not beverage cake for yeah. or something Mel Street period pretty much yeah, fair enough um, I since you've all asked I was watching uh, Stranger Things season 3 been binging the hell out I, of I that I've never watched a single episode oh, of this really? should I watch it definitely yes. it, I've heard it's, yes, good. it's yeah. very good it lagged in season 2 but I cried at the end of season 3 I, I can admit to that oh, really? I'm only on like like season episode 6 of it and I'm absolutely loving it the only thing I'll say about that though is that they're kind of a victim of their own success because when the first season came out it was very uh not novelty, but we didn't have many nostalgic 80s things around at that time. That was part, not that the way that Stranger Things captured the zeitgeist of the world, right? You even had uh, Topshop were doing Stranger Things t-shirts and things like that. I remember there was a big, they call them activation, where it's basically like a big press thing. Michael, you work in PR, you know shit. So when I actually buy <laughs> like a stage and put it into a shop. I don't oh, work yeah. in PR. Well, I, I, me, I, I, media, PR, marketing, it's all, it's all, it's all the same. I'm, jazz, like, right? I'm still waiting for the uh, Chernobyl and Top Man kind of collaboration. collaboration. <laughs> like, what would be on the, what would that be like hazmat to be honest i'm just i'm i'm i watched that show and the i'm still obsessed with the font it is a good because they made that font themselves for the show and i'm obsessed with fonts anyway and that font has been (laughs) born into my brain ever since and i i must have it and it doesn't exist because they made it specifically for this show and it really irritates me Mm because i want i want it i need it (laughs) didn't they do a thing though where you could put your name in and it gave you it as that font what because I did it at the time I think it might have actually been my Twitter cover photo for a very long what? time what amazing yeah, season one that's why you should have got on board at the start I'm just saying <laughs> <laughs> your mind is just like <laughs> Just leave you blown. Fontgasm. I'm still fontgasm. I want to call the episode that already now. Fontgasm. <laughs> what I what would that collaboration be? Geiger counter key rings at the the shop or something? I, I have know. no idea. I, I have no idea. But I I would enjoy it very much though. So. I think it would be really cyber goth. You know, like, oh, get, yeah, like the gas yeah, masks, yeah. you get like hair falls that I don't know are crumbly. I don't know. <laughs> there was this whole controversy thing, wasn't there, around the Shlomo thing because um, people found uh, Instagram kind of bloggers or stars that had gone on those real life tours, and there was I, I think actually it was disproven, but there was a particular one that was nude, and she was wearing like uh, nude up to a certain point, but she was wearing like a white hazmat suit, kind of draped with oh. it in the background and I was like wow how did you A think that's appropriate and B radiation yeah. it's, it's a, it's a yeah. bold choice to be fair it's a bold choice suffer for your art <laughs> but but uh, maybe when you've got a, a third arm growing you might be <laughs> was it worth the likes but um, anyway should we crack on with, with news news I've noticed I've had to mute on Twitter specifically anything talking about the Lion King oh so you oh. muted me then uh, uh, sorry maybe <laughs> um, key words not people so anything else you said I would have enjoyed your delight I mean it's mostly been the Lion King oh, okay but uh, a lot of people have been going to see the press screenings of this recently and a lot of people you know I'm sad to say are, are dumping on this film what? quite considerably Yeah, not the original the, there's a remake no, no exactly what right hang on, <laughs> just, just one second I need to interject here so my favourite Disney film was Alice in Wonderland oh that's a good movie uh, I love that film Beyond Beautiful. Belief however they obviously remade that or made it to a degree and it was the worst thing I've ever seen stop jimmying in Johnny Depp now my second favourite Disney film was Aladdin 
Glorious okay. film. And they obviously ah! redone that. And <laughs> I haven't seen it, but you have said to me, Adam, that it was the worst thing ever. Yeah, I did not enjoy it. Um, I am, and the thing is, like, my point is that I don't want to shit on all these remakes because I enjoyed the Jungle Book, and I appreciate for a generation of people, this is the first time they're going to experience it. For everyone who shits on the prequel trilogy for Star Wars, there are kids out there who are in their twenties now who are saying that is my Star Wars. So there's going to be a generation. <laughs> no, there isn't. <laughs> somewhere there is. Somewhere is. Believe me. Believe me. They're somewhere. out there. But. Um, for these remakes, there's going to be a generation of kids where this is their first time. For them, unfortunately, or fortunately, Emma Watson is their belle. And for those kids, like, this is their... You know what's going to be really fucked up is that those kids will become adults one day and they'll say, did you know The Lion King was a remake of some old cartoon? And like that, that, that upsets me a little bit. But I think that there's a world where there's a lot of people that are probably going to enjoy this. But the fact is that everyone is proper like, this isn't my childhood, you were fucked it. And it's like, whoa, 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 Joanne, I think we might have a difference of opinion on this. Well, I kind of, I, it's complicated because <laughs> I, I understand that yeah. this is where Beauty and the Beast was interesting because I think you have to, so if you love the original, you have to approach it in a different way and I think that's the only way you're ever going to like yes. it. Who is going to walk into a cinema and watch a live action Beauty and the Beast and tell me legitimately that that is better than an Oscar winning animation? Like, no one should do that. Yeah. If you do, come fight me. <laughs> 9pm, Friday she's night. out the front. I'll have a few of these gin and tonics yeah. she, I'll be spoiling yeah, for, for you. It. But I went into it in a different mindset because I watched it by myself. Um, this is how bad it is. When it came out, everybody at work was like, Gina would go see that and it's seen as like a kid's thing which I have other thoughts on which is not true um, <laughs> but she'll go and I can't go with other people because people judge me for it so I got together a whole WhatsApp group and people just invited themselves and I bought loads of tickets we all went as a group oh, that's nice but I didn't want to see it the first time with a lot of people that would judge me for having reactions if I didn't <laughs> like it so I booked a single ticket sat right in the front uh, when it opened and went fine I can get out my system we're all good and then I realised that's what the front row is for guys I never realised this before it's all the saddos that do this I really? bonded with everyone in the front row Daniel gets sore necks yeah that was but an issue it. but you know just have a small screen yeah fair but, enough but when I went into it I like Disney for various reasons and as I got older and I rewatched them I know there's plot holes in Beauty and the Beast it's actually of one of the most the one that has the most plot holes. Like, no one's going to lift a beast and put him on the back of a horse. Like, come on. She's yeah, not yeah. weightlifting okay. on a Friday right, because night. Because movies, who cares, right? Yeah. Yeah, it's it's it is offset by the fact that Gaston is the greatest character of all time. He's one of the best villains. <laughs> he, just because he's yeah. so up his own backside. That... Hey, when he was a lad, yeah. he ate four dozen eggs. And now uh, he's roughly the size of a barge. Exactly. What uh, a diet. Yeah, yeah, very true. But it fixes all these plot holes, is my point. So when I went into it, I was like, oh, actually, that's kind of interesting it kind of links it in you can watch mm. it in a different way and my cousin's kids were like oh I love this because it's the first time they saw it the second kind of thing that I'd say to that is Disney when it's had its peats and troughs like the renaissance in the 90s with Little Mermaid Aladdin all the ones you kind of mentioned that are favourite Little Mermaid kicked it all off right and, yeah, yeah. Um, technically it was Olive and Cumberland no it wasn't <laughs> <laughs> Which was, no it wasn't it wasn't it really wasn't that was re- um, re-released in 96 people forget but that's my point Disney used to checks notes yeah she, she she's good <laughs> <laughs> but Disney used to not remake they used to re-release and so I'm like when did we stop doing this like we brought back old movies Oliver and Company Snow White Sleeping yeah. Beauty they've all re-released massively in the cinema I'm like why are we remaking it and spend billions of pounds on something when you could just take a really good 2D animation mm. add some, some something to it like they did with Beauty and the Beast they added a a song that was cut from it and then we released it and it, people went mad for it and it earned so much more money Alice in Wonderland had the same thing it was terrible when it was first released and then they just redid it, re-released it, and all the stoners went to see it. <laughs> That's Amazing. actually true. That, yeah, that, uh, Have I, I been typecast here? <laughs> I'm sorry. No aspersions. Who are you? <laughs> so, all right, just, to, just I suppose to, to wrap that up to actually go into the news segment was I completely concur with what you've said. One of the things which I get really pissed off about, especially with my review of Aladdin, was that if you're going to do this, people have got certain beats you expect to hit. And if you're going to do it, you need to transcend the original source material. So if you think that Robin Williams is untouchable, then don't touch him. Be Will Smith. Be what makes Will Smith fucking great. But no, it was an imitation of what we saw before, which is why we're all... I personally was like, yeah, you've made all the money, but you've lost all the, the goodwill from me. Now, when I see more scenes from The Lion King, even though, ladies and gentlemen, I'm Adam Flint and I fucking love Donald Glover, I 
I look at this cast and go, this is on paper absolutely incredible. Uh, John Oliver as Zazu, mm. like you yeah, cannot yes, make that yes. shit up as at, 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 at how great that is. But the more I'm seeing of it, like oh, don't you're, you're not hitting the high. And the things I'm reading, unfortunately, are really saying that they've not they've not. I hit need the high notes. Jeremy Irons. I yes. love Jeremy Irons. Yeah, he was really good. As Have Scar, you heard the he? soundtrack? Because they've released it yesterday. Right. So I've started listening to it. Normally I wouldn't do that before film because I hate having... You yeah. are a dedicated Disney person, I mean, right? I did wow. tell you. I self-diagnosed yeah. right at the start. <laughs> um, but in it, there's a new song from Elton John, which is quite good. Um, which is only is no, well, one, yeah, yeah. So oh, he's incredible. done Never Forget. Um, it's like a, a credits song, right? That's clearly his second better Oscar for music because he's got Rocket Man's track as well. But Very um, true. Beyonce's new song, Spirit, good. The other ones they've kind of just rejigged and reworked, but uh, Scar's got a new version and it's not good. Oh, no, he speaks through not be, it, he d- being no. doesn't sing. It's incredible. Wait, no. I heard that, that that song wasn't even in the film. At no, all. they cut the they scene. were going to cut it and right. then they put it, they brought it back in, but he doesn't sing it. He he pretty much is like, be prepared and then just speaks the I'm whole out. thing. Oh. I'm out, I'm done. I'm out, I'm out. Just saying, Sorry, be prepared it. doesn't have the same like, well, menace to it, does it? Be <laughs> prepared for what? Yeah, well, he, he, he basically, <laughs> he is like reciting poetry. He's got a great voice, but I was listening going, when's he going to start singing? And he does, right at the end, he just says the words, be prepared over and over, but sings that bit. Right. But the rest is all him kind of oh, narrating, mate, po- um... like saying poetry. Uh, is it like slam guys? poetry? Well, it's Slam poetry. <laughs> <Yeah. laughs> um, maybe that would make it more interesting. Um, but no. So I think you're right. You basically need to make it different. And it's kind of shot for shot. And also, um, one of my friends described it, and I still think this is the best description, because it's all photorealistic, which the whole technical side of that is fascinating. Beautiful, right? Yeah, you can, and they've made this that. whole VR system that you can direct in, which is genius. Yeah. However, if you're going to have animals that are supposed to like high emote for things, emote them. and it's like they've got had Botox injections, like they don't react. So whenever they're doing a joke, you're like, oh, he's not, oh, he's no, not going to really? make a face. Yeah. Ah, oh, oh, John oh, Favreau, no. what are you doing to me, boy? However, I am still seeing it twice. Of course, right. And tune in next week where we'll be reviewing The Lion King. <laughs> um, so Sorry. anyway, what I want to go into is that uh, trailer drop for Mulan. The, the remake that's coming. <laughs> Stop with the Disney. I'm good. Sorry, I, just, I, just, I want to just gauge gauge the Mulan's room. Mulan's my second favourite animation, by the way. Mulan is dope. It's so good. Are they doing the dragon? Film. Or are they not doing No, Mushu's gone. Is it because of culture and appropriation or just they couldn't find No, the it's because right? they're trying to make it um, the actual white genre this time and do the martial arts genre that I can never pronounce that begins with X. Right. And I'm not going to try. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Fair <laughs> but, enough. But um, Mushu, a talking dragon, wouldn't really nah, fit the vibe realistic. Yeah, I mean Eddie Eddie Murphy does need work to be fair, so maybe, maybe <laughs> they could find him. But uh, yeah, I, I I think the trailer looks incredible. I think, like you say, the the real focus on martial arts looks absolutely stunning. Looks like someone's plucked out of some of the greatest martial art films you can think of. And yeah, I'm 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 hyped for this. But I suppose point that we've kind of said in this pod a few times, and kind of look, touched upon it with the Aladdin thing is, is the world drying out that it doesn't matter? You can make the fucking most kick-ass Mulan movie, but because we kind of got the one-two punch of. Aladdin was, and it feels like, dare I say it, uh, Lion King, which is, you know, people of a certain generation will hold that in very, very high regard. Is it getting to a point now where they're going to be hitting the box office for this? Mulan, though, I would add, after being a negative Nancy on my favourite thing, Mulan, I went on a bit of a roller coaster because I got in trouble with the director because <laughs> when I was at the Mirror back in 2015, um, I wrote an article <laughs> about it that wasn't... Basically, what I did is found like a casting call when they first put out for actors, and yeah. it completely changed the plot. And I was like, "Whoa, hold, hold was on!" Was it just to a secret thing though? So people like yourself were, were off the scent. No, because it's oh. actually what the plot is now. Oh, and everybody okay. trolled me at the time, saying, Ooh. "Who is this person?" I even got called on American sites like so-called journalist, UK reporter, who no one knows where she's got it from. And I was like, "I literally say where I got it from when I tweeted it." I got loads of traffic out. It was great. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> high five, man. That's incredible. But then she came out and did a full interview where she basically like didn't name me but mugged me off and said, "People are too fast to just assume what I'm going to do. You need to all slow down." And then I was right anyway, so she can get back in her box. But oh, please, please, <laughs> please retweet it now. She's going to kill me. With with I love you, back. really. Oh, yeah. <laughs> don't don't get me back in trouble. Um, While sipping tea. Yeah, <laughs> but they took out Lee Shang, so there was all the right. backlash of they see him as like a bisexual character, though it's not explicit in the movie because he he likes and is drawn to Mulan as yeah. a guy. That character's gone. Oh. So Chen um, is the new character, and the description was bullies Mulan, and then suddenly when she becomes like 
Okay, oh, I'm, I'm pulling tails because all of a sudden yes. you're attractive. Well, suddenly it's like, oh, wait, you're a woman now. I fancy you. Even yeah, though yeah, I've bullied yeah. you this whole time. So they've completely changed the story. So actually, maybe with the changes, even though I dearly hold on to the original Mulan, if we're going to complain that things don't change, actually, I've turned turned a, one, a bit of a 180 on it and gone, well, actually, they're trying to do something new and I can't you know, shit on that when I'm complaining about things not changing. So. Wow. I went on a massive Truth run in our, in our WhatsApp group a few months ago, Flint, about I hate remakes. You do? I, I have no time for it's it. It's a bad I, time I, to be I, alive I just, for you for I, films. It's just, I don't see the point. If something was good once, it's going to be good probably again for other another generation and timeless is timeless as, as you said earlier just yeah. re-release them add some new stuff in and just introduce another generation to that that original material don't just remake it for a quick buck i'm tired of it man get some ideas hmm. like i'm really really tired of it well there you go so anyway, let's talk about another remake that's coming out soon. Oh, great. Um, <laughs> so let's stay away from Disney for a second, right? Uh, maybe it's just me me and other people in this room showing our age. But do you remember the Mortal Kombat yes. movie? Yes. And yeah. the sequel, Annihilation, um, which had the most dope soundtrack ever. Like, <laughs> Mortal Kombat! Um, they are, it's being rebooted, and James Wan is... I don't know if he's actually producing, but he owns like a production house, which basically has its fingers in many pies. And uh, it's it's coming to light. They've cast their Sub Zero, and they are they're going for this. Who and is Sub Zero? I can't remember the gentleman's name off the bottom of the back, and the Wi Fi is not working. Haslam. He's the only person that's been cast so far. Yes, right? yeah. Like literally, the IMDb page is just that one guy. person. Yeah. Good luck fighting. Maybe people. he's playing everyone. Maybe he's just going to mock up the whole. Yeah, they're like Sub Zero, Reptile, Scorpion. They're all under a mask. It doesn't matter. <laughs> well, yeah, it's very <laughs> the same. Dude, change the motif. It's fine. I'd yeah. watch that movie. Uh, to be fair, I would watch that movie as well. It's just—it's basically just the coders going. You know what? Fuck it. We'll just change the color, change the hex decimal color. There you go. Job done. Another color character. Color swap. But I'm—I'm um, I'm looking forward. To, I hope they go R-rated. Like, like you I go. Think they are. They I, have. They are. I read, yeah, I read today says. there's going to be fatalities. Fatality. Yeah. <laughs> Amazing. Finish like, him. It makes sense because the popularity of the video games is Basically. massively high. Oh, they just done the new one, right? Yeah, and it's 11. amazing. Yeah, yeah. Um, and yeah, it makes sense to me. But they have to do it R-rated, of course. They have to. Have to you can't yeah. do mortal. You can't do a PG more combat. That makes no sense whatsoever. <laughs> the problem, that just makes it Tekken. We yeah, don't want exactly. that. <laughs> <laughs> I enjoyed Tekken. Not the film, though. No. That 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 Tekken yeah. film, film was terrible. There was a film. Yeah. Yeah. Didn't it? Why? It had someone like Holly Valance in it, didn't it? it yes. Yeah. Yes, it yeah. did. It yeah. did. It was really, really shit. Why? See, now you're really saying bad. you don't want remakes and then you don't remember the original well, movie. Oh, no. Re-release, re-release. Oh, don't re-release. Exactly. Don't While we're talking about video games, did you ever play Cuphead? Yes. yes. Right, no. now. So what the con- is this? The concept of this, it's absolutely fucking brilliant, right? So it's the concept brilliant. is they've taken old Mickey Mouse style animation, you know, old Boathouse yeah. mini, and created a world within that style of animation and made a video game of that because, oh. let's face it, you know, the, the computer and processing power out there now means you can take those worlds and very, I don't want to say easily because I don't want to diminish the art, but you can put that in a, a game format. And it's, it's got cult following. It's about a guy with a cup for a head. It's called Cuphead. Netflix being the, the savvy people they are, have acquired the rights to make a TV show off of this. I'm, I'm, I'm excited about this, actually. Like, I love cancelled. the fact... <laughs> it would probably be No, because it was actually originally in the works for Studio... Is it MDHR? Yes. And it's all 2D animation. Yeah. It's not computer-generated, which mm. I, I think is great, because oh. I'm obviously a fan of 2D animation. But also, not to bring it back to Mushu, but Tom Bancroft, <laughs> who created Mushu, got bought in before it got picked up on Netflix to animate it. Oh, that is amazing. And he's like overseeing it. So actually there's Disney's hands in it and there's actually the guy that did Mouse of Houses on it as well. Oh my God. So do you remember for the the sequel slash whatever you want to call it, the new Mary Poppins movie? Yeah. The animation they used in that was basically... It was the old guys. It was the old guys. Yeah. They got people out of retirement. I'd love to think of it like some 80s movie where a colonel turns up out of a helicopter. <laughs> Hello? <laughs> we need you to... Put on your robes. I'm just picturing something Pick like cocoon. Yeah, or, or Hot Shots part. Yeah. <laughs> Top of Harley. Um, yeah, uh, I'm I'm stoked about this, and yeah, it sounds like they've got greatness the, the, working. The only on thing this. I would say is like the animation of Cuphead was incredible. It looked incredible. However, I'm like my video game tastes. I love Dark Souls. I love Bloodborne. That's my jam. Cuphead was too fucking hard for me. I'm allowed to swear. Yeah, dude. It was I too mean, fucking hard. For yeah, yeah. <laughs> the explicit like, tag is on. Over that. Yeah, you're real good. <laughs> Like, I only made it through probably a fifth of the game before I was like, this is far too hard for me, bruv. I, I said, I'm a Dark Souls aficionado. I couldn't, I you could are. not do this. <laughs> so I'll be interested to see how they translate because the gimmick of Cuphead, yes, the animation is amazing, but it's brutally difficult. Yeah. 
How do you translate that into something that isn't... Wait a second. So that means, because you didn't get past it, that you don't know the rest of the story. So actually, Netflix is giving you it for free now. <laughs> I, I watched it on YouTube. <gasps> oh, oh, Jesus. Because I, I love this so much. I love the style so much. But I was like, this is impenetrable, man. I can't handle this. So, yeah. Did well. you get nerd rage? Uh, no, I just it wasn't. I didn't even get to that point. I was just so <laughs> just tapped out. I appreciate I, I just the literally talent. was like, nah, this like. is just bullet hell from like the eighties. I don't need this right now in my life. It's too much. Fair enough. Well, we've talked a bit about Mortal Kombat. We've talked a bit about Cuphead. How do we feel about the Evil Dead franchise? Oh, it's I'm not so going to happen. You, when no, you, you mentioned you know, that we were yeah. going to talk about it, I was like, yeah, like that's going to happen. There, there's, a certain, there's, there's certain people when it comes to Sam Raimi movies and Bruce Campbell, like it's like a cult following. It's almost Meryl Streep, maybe not Meryl Streep, nothing's Meryl Streep-esque in terms of fandom for that. But uh, So basically, there's been a few interviews doing the rounds recently about the potential of another Evil Dead movie and the fact is that it might be tying in a conjoined universe between the remake that was done in 2013 yeah, and... Uh, is the TV show part the TV of the show universe. is cancelled so when he's talking about it he was like yeah so the TV show got cancelled but do you know what would be a really great idea if we could get to this person this person <laughs> from the remake and just carry it on I went but your TV show got cancelled hey if there's a place where people are demanding Netflix get the MCU back then maybe there's a world where Bruce Campbell there can, was quite can a few memes about it where they were like um, what's the release date for it and it's like 2044 never <laughs> I was like mm, probably judging by the previous on this one well, there we go. <laughs> I, feel, I feel like I want start to Start a campaign. Start go. a campaign. Yeah, I don't start the campaigns. <laughs> There's too many of them out there already. Uh, but saying that, I, I really hope we do get to see Sam Rainey back making films again. It's been a while since he's done anything. Um, obviously, he Bruce Campbell as well. Like, he's done those cameos in those Spider-Man movies. And there's that Ash. Is that, I think it's been cancelled. It's on Netflix now at the moment, yeah. isn't it? Ash versus the, the evil. Is it Ash versus the dead? Ash versus the dead? I don't know. Boomstick guy. Oh, I know who you're yeah. talking about. Ah. I just, um, the only the last thing I heard about him as well. I think there was a campaign to get um, the character Ash in the Super Smash Brothers universe. Yeah, there was. And uh, then he tweeted about it, basically saying it's not going to happen. And, <laughs> oh, At least he said that was. wasn't going to happen, as yeah, opposed exactly. to like stoking the flames for other stuff. Maybe, maybe, maybe I'll hold on. Saying that, I felt like I was the only one for years saying, "Danny Boyle, please make a new film. Can you make it a 28 days?" Well, maybe it's because you were whispering. Maybe, maybe because I was whispering. <laughs> But but now what we're, t- we're talking about a new twenty eight movie, Just so like maybe sounds like a vacuum to me. <laughs> I, sh- I need to consult with Joanne Moore before before I attempt my next campaign. Um, anyway, before I die on that hill, let's talk about uh, Secret Cinema, Immersive Cinema. It's absolutely things. fun. Stranger Things tickets went on sale. Have you done Secret Cinema before? I, I, we're not sponsored by them. Full disclosure, but if you want to throw some stuff. Ago. What, um, what, what one? Oh, da, da, da. Dirty Dancing, I think. Oh, that would have been amazing. Oh, did you carry a watermelon? No, but my friend did. No, my friend did. And also, she dropped it and smashed it. And I was like, this is why. They say don't drop it, okay? Um, Did you drop it in a corner? Because that would have just been awful. No, it just went everywhere. And then I was like, oh, I was going to eat that. Because you can get food and drink, and then you're like, oh, I'm always hungry. So Mm. actually, I thought it was a good bet. I just didn't want to carry it, because they're always huge. Oh, now I'm now just thinking of Patrick Swayze. Oh, I thought you were going to say watermelon. Now I'm sad. (laughs) I was was going with watermelon, but Patrick Swayze, (laughs) sure. "Mm, Watermelon, that one. I think of Dirty Dancing, Swayze. I love Patrick Swayze in that. He's great. Ah, Swayze. Do you Don't. remember so myself and Adam are working in our university shop, the Hertfordshire shop? There you go. And um, when Patrick Swayze died, it came on the news announcement in the shop. Oh, we actually just put a playlist of Patrick Swayze. We even yeah. shut the doors for a minute and was like, just take a minute to just digest this. I was really <laughs> upset about that. I was sad like, about that. And it was it was because it was such a like sad way to go as well. Yeah. yeah. Um and also because Ghost is one of the films I watch as like a guilty pleasure, and I'm like, it's kinda yeah. bad but kinda good. And I watched it after years of not seeing it, and then I keep, I forgot about like um, the whole weird psychic thing, and it's just mm. <laughs> it makes. I watched sense. it for the first time since I was probably about eleven. Um, about last year, it was on ra- some random TV channel, and I was like, "Oh my god, it's ghost!" And all I obviously all you can remember is like the train scene and, and the pottery. And the pottery yeah. scene. <laughs> I'd forgotten the entire rest of the film. It's a very strange film. It's bizarre. Who hey, knew th- th- those ghosts that ca- like go and take things? Oh, they're horrible. Yeah. scary, man. Like, that's, it's a yeah. weird movie. Um, it, however. You realise there was also talk of remaking that. Oh, no. come on! But it, it, di- it died a, a death. Right, so. the, right, the only time... <laughs> oh, wow. Bad choice of words, bad choice of words. The only time I'll accept... It died a ghost leader. Like, the only time I'll accept a remake is if the first version was terrible. Do you know what I mean? Yeah. So why like, are you remaking it? Just like, leave no, but, like, it. but do it better. So, for example... It's a like, great concept and they the, just don't do it right. All yeah. of the X-Men films I thought were all awful, Oof. apart from Logan, right? Okay. They are all bad. 
All of them. I will not accept any other Even answer. animation? Because I quite like the animation. Oh, the animation. Oh, no. We're talking about Brian Singer's okay. world. Yeah. Yeah. They're all I agree, just then. terrible. Remake those, but do it better. Yeah. You know what I mean? As well, in, yeah, that's got to happen. Kevin Feige you know I mean? will, exactly. will save like, that, that I can accept. But <laughs> well, I, Disney I now owns Fox, so... Yeah. <laughs> it'll be fine. It'll be all good. I'm hoping, I'm hoping that the next iteration of the Marvel Universe is literally just X-Men and Spider-Man. They we'll haven't used so. Emma Frost yet. No. I want to see that movie. And Deadpool as well. I want him. Yeah, to. yeah. Keep, keep Ryan Reynolds doing that forever. Yeah. Yeah, no, I agree with that. <laughs> I didn't mean to trigger you. I'm so sorry. <laughs> <laughs> uh, so, um, actually, on that note, you said it's so bad, it's it's actually really, really good. Like, if someone said to you, I know this is off, just off the cuff, if someone said to you, name a film that you know has faults, but it will always hold dear. Stardust. In- Stardust. Whoa. Well, straight off the back there. There's so many in my head. <laughs> and I was like, why does no one like this movie? It's so trash that it's good. Michelle Pfeiffer. <laughs> she knew her boobs sang. It's what? great. Every what? Like, she, no no one made, told me this. <laughs> she takes all like the life force stuff from the star and then she's like, I need the star. This is the whole premise. Spoilers. Um, so she needs the star that's fallen from the sky to get back her life. She's one of the witches. Her sisters are like, okay, you go forth and get the star. But because she's got like no powers she slowly starts aging again and it's the most hilarious thing every time she loses like a bit of life like a booble sag or like she'll suddenly get grey hair and her reactions no. are like Oscar winning worthy <laughs> in this shit film it's That's great like, there's certain films that you just go you know what I maybe I don't want to rewatch because through the prism of you know it's 2019 the world has moved on and everything's different like I don't know dude where's my car yeah, that, that, oh, yeah. Oh, American Pie that turned 20 the other day yeah. right imagine a film in 2019 where you go you're going to go in, in a room and someone's going to str- live stream you stripping to the entire world that's not even the worst bit that's not it worst came bit. on the TV the other day and he was fucking the pie and I was like why was this ever okay oh, yeah. Yeah. this is <laughs> not okay and then he sits down and has a chat about it eh, I, I don't know that's not one of my films like, if you turn around and say <laughs> what do you, what do you, American Pie god damn it <laughs> Stifler's mum is a saint um, no that's, that's not but I suppose I don't know like, like Crocodile Dundee like, I hold that film in such yeah, high regard right. in my heart but actually through the prism of 2019 it's a bit racist it's that a still bit gets offensive. played on TV though Crocodile Dundee 2 mm. I think is better than the first one really? yeah, yeah. Oh, I don't, I don't, anything where it's like we're going to America now this is the, the storyline part of it uh, I don't know that's yeah, like, that's, that's, then that's, they, then you mean literally any back. film in that era yeah yeah it's pretty much <laughs> yeah. wasn't it yeah. pretty much <laughs> but do you think maybe because like the whole thing about films that are made probably between 2010 to now they all have a London element of it the reason why is because there's tax breaks for filming in London, but also, you know, it's obviously there's a renaissance of, and this is just my opinion, so please correct me if I'm wrong on this, that there's a bunch of fucking uh, amazing British actors who are based in the UK, which means it's easier to get them to film stuff. And, you know, they're classically trained nothing else. Do you think people will look back, just like how we look back on, like, 80s and 90s movies and just say, oh, there's a certain trope that always fucking happens. Everyone's going to say that about this era of films of, oh, it's basically when London had its peak of everything having those scenes in. But you you watched Spider Man, right? Did we have yeah. we all seen Spider Man? Is it the new one? Yeah, I haven't seen the new one. Okay, no, I haven't seen one. Endgame yet. I'm waiting for it to come out on Blu-ray. Are you actually serious right now? Yeah. I'm how have you managed to wow. avoid? Uh, so I, avoided, I was going to say, how do you not? How? I avoided how? the how? I avoided the entire universe for years, and then I watched all of them in a row. I asked Flint which films do I? I had like two weeks off, and I was like, I'm just going to watch all of them in a row. So I asked Flint, what do I watch? And you gave me the list, and I just worked through them every day. Wow, that's and intense. I'm up to Endgame Jealous. now. And but. The point, by the point I got to Endgame, all of my friends had seen it in the cinema. I didn't have the courage to go on my own. And so oh, really? I'm, I'm, wait, I'm waiting my, for the... Uh, yeah. the la- I've said the, the, so the last two films I watched at the cinema, I watched the uh, p- uh, Detective Pikachu movie. That's great. About a month Incredible. ago. That was wonderful. And then the last film I watched before that was... Um, what's the film with um, Tom Hardy where he just... Drives for ages in one direction, then comes back again. Uh, Mad Max. Yeah, yeah, right. That's like the noises. Like that. that, that, that <laughs> of a film. He this, drives this in one why, direction. <laughs> this is why I don't belong on a film podcast because that was literally the set. The, the last time I went to the cinema. When did that film come out? Many moons ago. Exactly. Do you know what I really want to have as a segment now? Just say a film and you give me your synopsis because that was an atrocious synopsis. Of, i got to say, it's something all, all I needed to know to an extent. Exactly, but, but that's what it's doing. Pretty yeah. accurate. Exactly. Yeah, it's it 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 very accurate. Oh, although I fell asleep during Mad Max. Ghost. Really? Well, you know, dude does some pottery and hits someone. This is a good game. Dude like does it. some pottery and it's not the shape of a penis, yeah. and that's it. Isn't Whoopi Goldberg's in that as well? Yeah, yeah she's yeah, incredible. She she's the best thing about that, apart from Bad 
Well, there we go. Anyway. But London. <laughs> but London. London. But, but London. London. <laughs> That's all right. That's all right. And, oh, fucking hell, stop not, playing London Calling. Do you not think, like, when... So it's not just London. It's this European thing, which yeah. actually makes me wince a bit, which is probably how they felt about this whole let's go to America thing that you're talking about. Because when London turned up, it just made me cringe quite a lot in Spider-Man. Where I was like, oh, my God, you're putting things in it where I'm like, you're just, oh, look, here's a tube. You know, like, when they... In, in the Marvel Universe, now you've got up. Yeah. Not even spoilers for Endgame. When Thor gets oh, on the tube, it's the wrong tube, and yeah. you're like, "That annoys me." Yeah, just, just, just make Get it, it right. accurate. Yeah. It's not hard. Dave Spectre, is it Spectre? No, yeah. Skyfall. Skyfall. When all of a when... sudden James Bond can run across London. I do like. Sorry, I mean, if that me. was possible, my commute would be so much easier. <laughs> yeah, exactly. So you just kind of want to say to Thor, "Dude, city mapper." <laughs> yeah. that would have been a great scene I'm yeah. just you can saying. fly with a fucking hammer dude you don't need that that's stuff that's true yeah. anyway so let's, let's close that off that's the news for this week Oh yeah, I've, I put in loads of like stuff. Like I put Santa. <laughs> it's like Dingo and the Baby. There will be a Dingo ding, 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 ding. Yeah. Bow, 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 bow. I invited Danny to come to Sweden. You know what she's been going through. Christian says you've got this special week planned. It's sort of a crazy festival. Special ceremonies and dressing up. That sounds fun. Unbelievable. Welcome and happy midsummer. Midsummer is the next film coming out from the house of A24. Is that is that is that the yeah. guys that that make yeah. it? So and it's Ari Aster who directed and wrote it. He done uh, previously Hereditary, which we were saying off mic. I don't know if it came through that you weren't a fan of Hereditary. No, I, d- I mean like nudity. <laughs> Hardcore oh, I, nudity. I was fine with the nudity. That's fine. It was uh, I mean, it was it just was a, a really shit ending that but upset me. <laughs> I think I meant more as in the ending is like. What? Why is suddenly everybody naked and spoilers? Why is everybody naked yeah. and why is it suddenly a cult and why is the grandma involved? And it just all went like batshit. But then in Witch Hunter General, kind of seventies, this sort of shit that mm. I just think. So don't bah. watch Midsummer. Yeah, because <laughs> that, that very much plays <laughs> off it. So, I was intrigued at nudity, but then you got me at They grandma. have nudity in Midsummer. <laughs> <laughs> there, well, there's, there's an old woman naked in Midsummer too. Hooray. There is, there is. That and is it's traumatising. It is very traumatising. So essentially, let's just set the premise of this. So basically, this film is starring Florence Pugh. She is the main character in this. She has a tragic event that happens in her life where she is very dependent on her boyfriend as a grief conductor that's the way i can only describe it and um, basically at the start of this film she has a massive tragedy uh, her boyfriend is a bit of a douche he's a dick he's an absolute he's a class dick. a dick and he's he's basically I about to him. dump her off off so i'm not spoiling too much you'll see this in the trailers and you know if i do venture into spoiler too much i will get a kick so don't worry um but basically he's about to dump her and he's about to go on this amazing trip around Europe, specifically going to Sweden. One of his course mates, because they're at university age. He's on a PhD course. Exactly. He's from a, he's on a PhD course. One of his course mates is from Sweden and says, hey, come come to my hometown or my home place. There's a festival commune. going on. Commune. I grew up in a commune. <laughs> I'm an orphan, but it's, it's great. It's fantastic. It's an amazing festival. Come join me. And by crook or by hook or by grief or, or whatever you want to say, Florence Pugh ends up coming with them she on this trip. Herself. She invites herself so to come awkward. along. Because she 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 literally is like, I've, I've got, like, this tragedy has happened to me. I need, I need you. I want to be around you. But at the same time, you know, I, I get you want to do your own thing. The guy's a bit of a douche. Anyway, they go to this festival in Sweden and... Is it a festival? How would you describe so this? So it, it is called the Midsummer Festival, but it only happens like 900 years or so. And it's got a series of rituals and ceremonies. And the whole film is hooked around, well... The second act of the film is hooked around them, but pretty much leading into the final batshit act. Yeah, no, I'm out straight who, away there. Do you want to come keeps... to my weird Swedish cult festival? Well, I was like, no. massive flag, <laughs> creepy Swedish guy smiling at you. He never stops smiling. Yeah. Why but did no one think they he do was a dodgy? great job of being nice and friendly? So when they, it, it lures you into a full sense of security. So, so I how can you how can you have a festival that's every 900 years? Who's keeping tabs on when the last one was? Well, the apparently the commune's been going. Yeah. <laughs> it's like a pagan thing. They've been going since god knows what time and they they're based on like nordic traditions and um Mm. they use a lot of runes um i can't like i really want to say that but then i'm like spoiler but the whole idea of it is that uh ariasta one based on his own breakup i'm slightly concerned about him and his ex's breakup (laughs) strategy and second that he actually did go and investigate like actual 
uh, oh, okay. so and th- cultures. There's actually some fact in. Yeah, film. but he said I can't tell you which ones because actually, weirdly, they say it in the film when he's like, don't "If use you names, don't, don't name, use, my, you yeah. don't use our name, don't say where we are," because they don't want to be like vilified or have negativity around them. So he actually did do that and said, "I've taken a bit of this, a bit of that for folklore, and there is like some element of like real oh my God. truth to that," which made me immediately go. Yeah, I'm never going to Sweden again, by the way. I'm like, the tourism board of Sweden must be watching this film going, what the fuck have you done to us, guys? It's ruined the meatballs. I actually Ikea thought that me. Yeah. I don't even want to go near flat cake after no, this film. thank you. So essentially, it as you It would be laced with mushrooms if you were basing off this, this movie, basically. Yeah. Very true. So essentially what happens is they, they go to this festival and weird things start happening. But they are drawn in. They are drawn in because the, the people in this community are so friendly. They do such a good job in terms of painting a beautiful picture of this is just a nice cultural thing. You might not get it but hey get involved smoke some weed have some mushrooms for us we're gonna do a weird dance isn't it <laughs> Hang funny up some bunting. yeah exactly Yay. and you just I mean, didn't... say that there's a did you really think that the first time when they get there there's like a, i went in cold on this film i knew nothing a, you know that there's an english couple which have yes. that really twee english accent that we do which is not how anyone know. sounds it's like oh my god guys but that's the american and then suddenly they're going Oh hello, I'm from London. I'm like, what the hell? What part I'm of talking about like from? before they, they even meet them. It's, it's brought in, in a nice way, <laughs> right? But he sees the bear, that bit. Yes. Right, and then I'm like, there's the tapestry, and then the whole idea. What I like Ariasta's stuff is hereditary. Eh, I could take or leave. Midsummer, I actually genuinely enjoyed, okay. but because it foreshadows everything. Yes. And while it got a lot of criticism for being like, hello, like clearly this is what's going to happen, yeah. I like like detective work and puzzling things yeah, together I'll... so when they pan across that tapestry at the beginning yes it's, which is it's quite the film. early on I'm that's like that's film. literally the whole film yeah. in a tapestry and then you just kind of piece it as it goes on you're like oh well it's there's going to be nudity it's saying that but the fact is why wouldn't I mean, it be it, that do you so know what I mean it's clear, like putting a yeah. map in front of you and saying here's where you're going to start here's where you're going to end and you forget that yeah. that's that's the art of this film and it's quite graphic exactly it's very graphic you forget about that big thing right at the start of the film as you say it's bookended with the start of here is a map almost like a treasure book has been opened up in front of you this is what's going to unveil then all of a sudden you forget that this is a film about grief it's about someone going through a tremendous struggle then all of a sudden it's about okay is this a breakup movie what's going on here and then all of a sudden events start transpiring when you go what the fuck and my jaw went from being huh huh oh this is fucked up and i audibly heard i'm not one of those people in the <laughs> no, cinema but it was loud in the cinema yeah because i'm not so one of those people things. that speaks in the cinema like i'll sit there and just watch and i'll be like pretend i can take in enough so that when i do a review i have half an idea of what this film was about but i was fine so I go, no don't go near it there, oh, why are you doing that there was a guy at the front that was like Whoa. And so a bit, so i was like is there a ghost in the cinema or what is yeah. that noise but it's not jump scares it's not relying on uh, jump scares see this is a thing where it, I had a massive debate where I was like, what do we term a jump scare? So you're ghost and like door thing, jump scare, right? Yeah. Um, dolls leaping out at you, demonic things. The build up to what I'm thinking is a jump okay, scare. Okay, you're talking about the scene which flashes and stick, the image stays with you. Yeah. Yeah. So the build up to that, yep. it's long. And it's and you, I was like, clearly I know what's going to happen. It's going to be graphic. I knew. Well, no, but it's still shocking. Because the stare down that the characters do is so long. And then you're like, it's happening. Oh, it's not happening. Uh, it's happening. And then when it happened, I was like, well, I knew that was going to happen, but bloody hell, is it graphic? And then the guy <laughs> at the front went, Wah! and I was like, really? Because you saw. So I was like, is a jump scare in a way that you knew it was coming. But because it's prolonged it for so long, it's like even worse in a way. I feel like I dodged a bullet here. I was asked, <laughs> I, I was asked to go and see this film by someone about two. When did it come out? It's only just come last out. Last week, I think it, I, but I, lots of I preview screenings have been going, going on and like unlimited screenings and I think stuff. It was last week. I was, I was asked to go and see it, and I didn't know what it was, and I was like, "Yeah, okay, cool." <laughs> and then I couldn't make it because I wasn't very well. And then the next day, I looked up what this film was, and I was like, "And <laughs> you I saw, be very I saw well an, if you basically, it. I saw an image of just uh, uh, like a head." Lots of blood. Yeah, that's... And it looked horrendous. And I was like, well, thank fuck for that. That looks horrendous. <laughs> that's definitely the worst bit. Yeah, exactly. It goes it goes weird. It goes creepy. It goes twisted. But here's the thing. And I'm, this is not a spoiler. Florence Pugh in this film... She's great. She's great. And I find myself, every time I watch a film with her in, from fighting in my family to... She's done a few BBC bits recently yeah. as well. And in this in particular, you come out and go... She is on a fucking trajectory to be amazing. She's she already in the, is. Um, Black Widow prequel. Yes, I know. Hopefully, anyway, yeah. they'll announce it in a couple of weeks at Comic Con. We all know it's happening. But well, she's on the list. You just don't know who she's playing. Ah, okay, fair enough. But she's absolutely incredible. And in this film, 
this film solely depends on her ability to scream, to, to, to scream <laughs> and uh, be surrounded by weird Swedish ladies and all inhale and exhale at the same time. Oh my God, the inhaling. It's again, not a spoiler, but it's kind of like giving birth constantly through the movie. So oh. whenever they do something, it's like, oh. and I'm like, this sounds horrible. That sounds so Why? handmade. It is a bit Did handmade, yeah. Oh. oh, actually, now you've said that, ham- the whole naked yeah, yeah. scene is very handmade, actually. Even the visuals to it is quite... A parallel. I yeah. thought of that. That's true. There's a. Okay. That's a good pull. Can I? Can I ask a very quick question? So mm. you're all saying Midsummer, but I've been reading it as Midsummer. Like, are we, are we like, <laughs> this is important. Re- this is important. Are we, important. So are we pronouncing it wrong, or am I just a little bit dyslexic? Which I yeah. Um, <laughs> so it's. I think it's because it's done in like the Nordic old spelling. So mid. But as in, I get but what you're saying. Midsummer, but it's but Midsummer it's as in mids- Midsummer yeah. Festival, mm. as in pagan. We we have yeah. the similar thing. Okay. I've, been, I've been reading it as Midsummer. Yeah, so I, yeah, I thought, <laughs> oh, yeah, we're, we're going to be talking about Midsummer. I can't wait. I'm so glad that I just followed suit with all the rest of you. <laughs> we could all be wrong. Well, exactly, exactly. But... Oh, a little bit of Midsummer, guys. <laughs> <laughs> that sounds like a different movie entirely. <laughs> that sounds like I need a cider and like... Well. <laughs> Well, this is not the sort of festival where you sit there, drink cider, and think the killers are going to come on. So uh, this, this very much. It's I hope the killers never come on. Well, well I, I think you, <laughs> you might have preferred night. that to some <laughs> of the Mr. things. Mr. Brightside, lights yeah. on, go home. That would have been a very different movie. Don't look different. at who you're dancing with. Just leave. <laughs> <laughs> Moral of life. There. <laughs> but this film is absolutely. It's it builds up suspense. It builds up tension. Florence Pugh is absolutely amazing. My point is, is that they take Florence Pugh is us. She is the audience in this. They build this up to. A point where they put her character through the fucking mill where the acts that she actually ends up getting involved in in some size shape or form appear normal and become at almost acceptance and it's amazing that the director took us through that journey to that point for that reason i'm astonished by the storytelling ability of that that being said it's fucked up like there is it's, there's it's no, fucked no, up yeah. but i think it's because like his main theme for it is grief yes and grief is fucked up so part of me when i was watching it was like we already said Christian is a class A douche yeah. and I hated him and part of me was like die, die great actor die. Jack, Jack Rayner done a great job yeah because like, I hate him actor. yeah, yeah exactly. <laughs> and also Will Poulter oh my god he's being... so good and so funny in it so even in the non-horror aspects he's genuinely hilarious and I was yeah. like right that's your like relief he's we've all great. got a mate like that character as well <laughs> like this kind of chauvinistic bit of a douche but they don't play on it too much um, can we name one of our friends on air who is like that character no because he probably listens to this so okay. like, I don't... <laughs> like, guys it's probably me it's probably me I'm probably fucking Will Poulter's character in that circa 2005 but um, <laughs> I like that you dated that you, you were a douche you were a douche <laughs> Um, so anyway let's I don't want to go into spoiler territory anymore on this because I, I, I don't want to upset anyone if, if we do on that but I think it's absolutely fantastic in terms of storytelling ability the way it builds up suspense as you say the way that it integrates it is creepy it's horror but it's hardly there's hardly any night scenes it's not set at night there's, mm. it's all set in the day in fact they, they literally go to a place where the sun it's only bright. sets for a couple yeah. of hours a day which is fascinating most of the things happen out in the open in fact it's surrounded by people there's not many isolation scenes yet it's creepy as fuck it is suspense building it's horrific in terms of some of the things they do in this film that's a masterstroke in my opinion now some people are saying it's a 5 out of 5 masterpiece some people are saying you fucking like that like that. that's like that people who say I love the R. Kelly documentaries you're a bit of a weirdo <laughs> says no one <laughs> I do love Trapped in the Closet though oh well there we, go. there we go but <laughs> where does it sit for you Joe? like if you had to score it out so, of five so um, there's been like this ongoing discussion little bit of context and it won't be it, you, you look fearful when I said that <laughs> you're like don't speak too much um, <laughs> <Sorry>. <laughs> I'm joking um, is that I think this is one of the movies that I would dump in the different review category where Sometimes for like Endgame and stuff like that, you can just review it. For something like this, it's it's like a visual art thing, and you have to review it for. If you went in as like a blind viewer, mm-hmm. it probably wouldn't get five stars because it's weird, messed up. You'd be like, "What the hell is going on?" I don't think just the general people that go to see it would go, "Oh, look, the whole scene at the beginning foreshadows everything that's coming." You wouldn't want to do that. It's just it's weird that's kind of how hereditary played out mm-hmm. but then if you do it as like someone that watches a little film it would be five because you'd go wait actually Ari Aster is trying to do something here and that he did it with hereditary and he's done it with Midsummer, and I hope he carries on doing it which is looking at different types of emotions and so in hereditary it's about family and how you the gender dynamics of a family and feminism and 
all these different things but he does it through a different lens and this one it's grief it's fa- it's family yeah. again so next what's he gonna do and it's like you have Hopefully to kind of love. sit like this <laughs> I don't think that would be a horror movie though Joy <laughs> how would that end I'm still hoping that Samuel Jeez. Jackson Is turns that... up at the end and says you're oh part God, of the bigger universe um, if it was like Inside Out David Bowie <laughs> <laughs> this is like a mashup. but so I think like generally as like a film it's like 4.5 because there was some things that I was like it's a long oh God, it's long isn't it it's, it's like 140 film. minutes or something. I did not expect it to be that but long. I never checked my watch yeah. Dead Don't Die looked at my watch twice yes we'll be reviewing that next week yeah. spoiler alert uh, we'll find other things to talk about that, Joyce. But um, but well, there you have it. I can't I can't argue with that. Fucking oh Jesus Christ! That was an amazing review. So four point five out of five midsummer. 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 That's now forever in my head like that. I don't know why you invited us. That's why you look so guilty right now because you know. We only do this every ninety years. I was most excited for you to come. Thank you for taking the time to listen to this podcast. If you've enjoyed listening to this as much as we've enjoyed making it, well, maybe you're willing to go a little bit further. If you click on the subscribe, like, follow, whatever button it is, that you get more content from Talk Film with me. I'm going to start to my left. Thank you so much, guys. Elizabeth, how can people find you? You can find me at Bloggy Balboa everywhere. What? I fucking love that name. (laughs) Like you have you you own that, right? That's yours. I yeah, yeah, it's mine. You sure? I should trademark it really, shouldn't I? Checks internet yeah. it now. <laughs> and I'm Bloggy Balboa. Thank you so much for your time. Bye-bye. Joanne, it's been an absolute pleasure. How can people find you? Um Twitter's probably the best bet and it's my name, which is slightly complicated because I have a rogue hyphen, but on Twitter <laughs> it's J O A N N E underscore Rowney. And you'll find me by the copious amounts of Disney pictures on my cover photo. <laughs> it's Buzz at the moment, so there you go. Is it Spanish buzz? Well, no, he didn't speak, so well, we, yeah, we yes. never got to second base like that. I'm not gonna lie. <laughs> he's, he's loyal to Jesse. Ah, oh, nice guy. <laughs> Mr. Cardin Edwards, uh, how can people find you? Uh, yeah, I'm on Twitter at Magnificent Duke. That's right. You can also find me. I do a podcast myself with my friends Tom and Lee. What up, boys? We are called at Pod of Two Halves. You can find us. We drop a show every week about football. It's really fun. What is the most? What's the thing you're hoping for? What's, if you had to open up your podcast for the new season with just one piece of news that could happen over the next three or four weeks, what would it be? Uh, Manchester United dissolves. Like what? Like you know, just stops being a club because I'm tired of. Oh, them. I thought because someone watered them like too much. Like I was going to say, like, yeah. where are we going with this? Waterboarding, like dissolving That'll tablets in the washer. All of the above. Okay. Yeah, I'm tired of supporting them. Basically, yeah. so yeah. Fair enough. Well, there you have it. Next week, we're going to be reviewing The Lion King, The Dead Don't Die, and we'll find something joyous to be talking about. Till next time, stay filmy. We're down in the basement. We'll lock the cellar door and baby. Talk filmy to me.